Hey, let's get to our next guest, Wayne. Because yesterday I did attempt to become a lawyer without the qualification. So it's best to get it from somebody who knows. Uh, Tom Percy, prominent Perth lawyer, also a very passionate sports fan, Wayne. The East Perth Football Club. We might have to talk to him about his mm. beloved Raws because they're going very well. Uh, Tom Percy, KC, good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, well, thank you, and appreciate your time. I know how busy you would be. We were having a discussion yesterday regarding Adelaide, and there was talk about taking the AFL to court over the, the missed opportunity, of the, the finals chances slipped through the net due to a goal umpiring error, a human error, and no compensation from the AFL as a result. Better to ask you than to ask anyone else in the state, Tom. Was there any grounds in any court of law in Australia for Adelaide to have some sort of, um, re- uh, some sort of reward out of that? Well, I think the uh, the consequences of that, given that the RFL have effectively admitted liability, puts it in a whole different category. And if they'd come back and said, well, we don't know, it may have been, it may not have been, we'll just let the results stand. But they've actually gone and uh, sacked the umpire. Uh, they've admitted liability. They said it was a human error. Effectively, they've conceded uh, that there's some form of negligence in their system. And uh, I would have thought there's every chance that uh, not just Adelaide Football Club could uh, have some comeback, but... Uh, and again, I say this without having studied the fine print of the contractual arrangements between the clubs and uh, the AFL, but I would have thought, barring some very watertight clause in there, that uh, they would have a good chance of succeeding at law. Would other clubs that have been affected get involved with that, if it, you know, you say the letter of the law? <laughs> well, I would think so. I think, you know, uh, someone who's going to miss the uh, finals yeah. as a result of that, they could... Uh, as a result of consequential actions, um, you know, the law is always uh, ready to accommodate uh, contingent loss. And uh, you know, I think there's a, probably a wider uh, group of uh, claimants, possibly. What if you had $10,000 uh, on the wrong result mm-hmm. uh, with a bookmaker? And uh, we had a massive multi-bet going into that particular result. I would have thought you could be very aggrieved, and I would have thought, there's every possibility it could even be a class action against the AFL for all of the parties who uh, are aggrieved and can prove some damage. And proving the damage wouldn't be that difficult, I wouldn't have thought. So, Tom, with that in mind, why has Adelaide chosen not to take this to the court of law and, and potentially get some sort of outcome, do you think? Well, I think they should be talking to their lawyers. Um, I wouldn't have thought they should have written it off straight away. Um, you know, the... the the history of the world is that occasionally you see people go to court for some redress, even in the sporting sphere, when it's a professional uh, arrangement. But again, you know, sometimes there's politics that comes into it. And uh, you, know, you think, well, are we going to really want to ruffle the feathers of the uh, of the AFL? Do we really want to do that? I mean, I see that sometimes in my experience in horse racing, where a jockey or a trainer may well have a good case against a club or the stewards, but... They've got to make their living down there. They've got to get on on a day-to-day basis with the authorities, in particular the stewards, uh, and they, they elect to take the course of least resistance and just wear it on the chin. Perhaps that's what Adelaide may do. Perhaps they have a lawyer who's given them some different advice than I, prima facie, would do. We just have to wait and see. And I would imagine it would create a precedent and everything like that, which, again, is it, for the game itself, I suppose, could be a, a very damaging. Well, it could be damaging. It could be very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, they could have to. If you if you're going to rely on technology, then it's got to be good technology. And if it, if it fails, then uh, you've got to wear the consequences of that. I would have thought any precedent for the game could be quite good. Well, we've had things in the past like you know, Siren Gate and things like that, where, where there's been results overturned within the AFL system itself. 
Uh, and I would have thought that uh, if this is not capable of being resolved within the system, then you couldn't blame someone for going without the system. And if, if it creates a precedent, so be it. Tom Percy is with us. Uh, Tom Percy KC, prominent Perth lawyer. Uh, the legal ramifications of uh, the non-goal that should have been paid to Adelaide on uh, Saturday night. Sydney won the game uh, by a point and it means Adelaide's chances of finals have slipped through the net. Uh, would the AFL's defence be, you, you mentioned that they've admitted liability uh, and human error, but would their defence be, Tom, that there was a minute remaining in the game and that if there was a chance for the ball to go back to the middle that Sydney could still have scored? That might be an angle, but I would have thought it was so close to the end of the game, arguably uh, you would be able to uh, argue the contrary. Um, I think the only defence they might have is if somewhere within the myriad of rules and regulations that they have, uh, governing the issue of a licence and the determination of results, there is a clause of which I'm unaware which protects them. So before I go a conclusive opinion about this, I'd want to have a look at all the uh, all the uh, fine print about it, but uh, no one's come out so far and says, well, clause, you know, 151B2 says that this result must stand and it's not justiciable in the court of law. Sometimes those clauses are effective, sometimes they're not. If, they, if, uh, if there is a, a situation like this, and you call it a non-goal, well, it wasn't a non-goal, it was a goal. And uh, I think that uh, I wouldn't be abandoning this uh, case just as quickly as the Adelaide Football Club seemed to have done. And the way the law works and the courts work, uh, it, you probably couldn't get it to affect this year's thing because it would go on a while. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to overturn it quickly, would you? Well, I think if you can show a degree of urgency, you could get some sort of injunction against the AFL. Uh, and, uh, you know, the law's um, slow to work sometimes. The wheels turn very, uh, very slowly. But uh, in a case where there is some absolute urgency, courts will sit and they will give early decisions. Thoughts of Tom Percy here with us this morning uh, on Sports Breakfast. Uh, the Adelaide Crows, perhaps a little quick to write off any legal action against the AFL uh, for the weekend's action. Um, you're an East Perth man through and through, Tom. It's been a, a pretty tough couple of decades for East Perth, and they're on the cusp of something special potentially in finals. Um, nice to see the, the team up and about. Well, I've been on the board there for 29 years now. Um, as compared to the WACA, where I actually have to retire this year from the board of the WACA because... Uh, under the Constitution, you're only allowed to do nine. At least better than 29, I'm still going strong. So uh, it's pretty exciting down there at the moment at Leaderville. Uh, got a couple of really exciting players, unheralded players you guys probably never heard of. Uh, and uh, it's just moving along very nicely. I mean, there's a couple of setbacks for a couple of weeks there, but there are excuses for that. And uh, we're re ready to go to take on the Galax this week up at uh, Joondalup. Is there anyone left at the WACA, Tom? Uh, it's been a pretty tough couple of years there. There's been significant changes on the WACA board. Well, there have, and, uh, you know, I've got to go. Uh, not sure who's going to take my place. There'll be an election. Uh, but there has been a report prepared into the circumstances of that, which is currently suppressed. But hopefully uh, when it gets out, you guys might be able to have a look at it. And, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to have a copy of it, but I've read it. And... Uh, yeah, I think there'll be some interest in that when it comes out. Uh, Peter Capes, I'll be voting for him to get him on, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, look, I think I think he's a logical choice. Mm. Um, the other love you've got of horses is horse racing. You, have you got an Amelia's Jewel or a gear kick in your stable? And uh, don't know, but um, <laughs> look, if you're if you're interested in having a 
bet today. I've got my first start at Belmont Race for Star Chien. Chris Parman's going to ride it. He's uh, not a favourite, but I think it'll get the money. Star Chien Race for Belmont. Beautiful. Hey, Tom, thanks for your time and for your legal expertise. It's certainly uh, been a very hot topic this week, and it's nice to hear it from someone who has an understanding of uh, the legal ramifications. Thanks for your time on Sport FM. My pleasure, boys. I'll catch you soon. Tom Percy, uh, KC, joining us here on Sport FM.